Hey friends, thank you for tuning in to the Ridgedale Students Podcast, a ministry to students, parents, and the community of Ridgedale Baptist Church located in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Our aim is to help students encounter Christ and be equipped as disciples to be sent out to engage the nations. If you listen and find this to be a helpful resource, we'd love for you to consider leaving a rating or review. We hope you're blessed by this episode as you walk the way of Jesus alongside us. Enjoy. Thank you all for for showing out. Honestly, I didn't really uh, know everyone was going to be coming tonight until like right before Zach was like, yeah, I invited this person, this person. All right. Like, uh, it looks like we'll have a full house. So um, I'm excited. I'm glad you're all here. And uh, thanks for coming. Uh, So. I don't have much of a greeting with me coming second, so we're just going to jump right into it. Um, So the main teaching text for tonight will be on the screen, and then I'm also going to read it. But uh, it's a lot, uh, 17 verses. I'm only going to read the first two uh, briefly, uh, talk about them briefly, and then we'll read the rest and uh, go on from there. So um, the first two verses uh, are in Colossians 3. It's Colossians 3, 1 through uh, 17. Uh, I'm going to read the first two uh, real quick. So it reads, So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. Um, so if you're taking notes or if you're, you have a highlighter or whatever, that, that second verse uh, is the main one that I want to talk about, um, where it says, set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. Um, the reason I want to point that one out is because that pretty much summarizes everything that I'm going to be talking about tonight uh, into one sentence, into one verse. So uh, in reflecting upon this uh, later, um, if you just go to that verse, or really the, re- the whole Colossians 3 is pretty amazing. And we'll read a lot of it tonight, but um, yeah. Um, so that's the the first part, and uh, I'll read the, the rest of it here for us. So. Uh, verse 3. For, for you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death what belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, God's wrath is coming upon the disobedient. And you once walked in these things when you were living in them. Now put away all the following, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and filthy language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self. You are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your Creator. In Christ there is not Greek and Hebrew, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free, but Christ is all and in all. And it continues. Therefore, as God's chosen chosen ones, holy and dearly, dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has any grievances against the other, um, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also forgiven. Above all, put on love, 
which is the perfect bond of unity, and let the peace of Christ, to which you were also called in one body, rule your hearts and be thankful. Let the word of Christ uh, dwell richly among you in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Okay. I appreciate you guys being uh, reading that with me. Uh, it was kind of a lot. Um, but the reason uh, I read that whole thing is because it, it gives a lot of insight to, to everything I'm talking about tonight um, and living our new life and how we should look and what we should be seeking in our life and in our hearts. Um, and it also briefly kind of talks about what Zach was talking about earlier uh, in verses 5 through 9. Uh, it talks about like the famished state of like what leads to us being famished, what that looks like. Help us to kind of see within ourselves and test our hearts of like, do we still live in uh, foul language and greed and evil desire? Um, so I feel like it kind of perfectly has both feasting and famine encompassed in it. Um, and so that's why I read a whole lot because it has a whole lot of good stuff in there. Um, okay, uh, so now I'm going to go ahead and jump into uh, the next slide uh, with a bunch of questions on it. Um, and the, the first question I'd like you to look at is right at the top where it says, are we full or famished? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and when you hear that question, some of you might be thinking like, Joey, man, like I just had Chick-fil-A on the way over here. Like, why are you talking about food? Um, uh, and we are, we are here to talk about God. Um, and so just as a f clarification, uh, tonight we'll be talking about food a lot, uh, being on feasting. Um, but we're not talking about the chicken nuggets you had on the way over here, but we're talking about spiritual food, food for your soul. Um, and I feel like, uh, Deuteronomy says it best where it says, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And that's what we'll be talking about tonight. Food for your soul, um, your heart, and your mind, and your thoughts. Um, okay, so looking back at the screen with the first question. Um, I'm just going to read most of these. And as I'm reading them, I encourage you to kind of ask yourself these questions and like test your own heart and uh, be honest with yourself. Take an honest look at what your answer to these questions are. Um, so uh, the first one being... Uh, how much are you filling your mind with his word compared to how much you are filling your mind with this world? Um, this is the first question for a reason. Uh, this question sort of sets a stage for the rest of the questions I'll, I'll end up reading. Um, and yeah, so I, I encourage you again to, to answer these to yourself honestly and what that, that looks like in your life. So um, next question. How many, how many of you prayed this week outside of church? Uh, how many of you read your Bible this week? How many of you have ever listened to a sermon, not on a Sunday or a Wednesday night, but for yourself, on your own time? Um, and have you ever had a conversation about God with someone, like intentionally, like seeking it out? Uh, do we ever consider what Jesus thinks about our outfit choices, or do we only ever consider what our peers might think? Can you quote more scripture or song lyrics? How many of us, 
spend hours with the world, whether it be TV or movies or social media, books, YouTube, sometimes even certain people like Zach kind of mentioned earlier, and only give minutes to be with God. Let me say that again. How many of us spend hours with the world and only give minutes to be with God before we eat or before bed? Um, okay. So after reading this, these questions, some of you might be feeling a little convicted, uh, and that's a good thing. That was kind of the point of me asking those questions, uh, to help us realize our need for God uh, in our lives. Um, so instead of just letting you guys like sit in your conviction and be like, oh my gosh, like I'm a horrible person, you're not. Um, and we're going to jump into the next slide, which is Revelation 3, to help kind of guide us to God with this conviction, to not let this be for nothing, but uh, to lead us to him. Uh, so uh, the next slide um, is Revelation 3, uh, and it reads, and Jesus is the one saying this, as many as I love, I rebuke and discipline, so be zealous and repent. See, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him, and he with me. To the one who conquers, I will give the right to sit with me on the throne, just as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. Let anyone who has ears to hear listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. So I'm going to mention the highlighters again, and if you're taking notes, this is a good point. Uh, where Jesus says, uh, I think it's in verse 20, If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. Um, so after those questions, questions I just had uh, on the screen, some of, some of you might have realized that you haven't, although you believe in God, you haven't quite been living for him. Um, uh, and you hear that little voice in your head right now, uh, and you recognize that it's Jesus and that he's knocking on your door. Uh, so what we're going to do right now is to go before God in prayer uh, to open the door for him uh, and invite him to eat with us. Uh, so let's let our zeal for God in this moment and lead us to confession and repentance together. Let's confess addiction to our phones and to ourselves, uh, how our impulses aren't to seek God, but toward our own pleasure and entertainment. Let's ask God for forgiveness for seeking our own desires and our own will instead of his. And let's pray that God leads us on a path of repentance away from ourselves and toward himself. For Jesus is the way, the life, and the truth. So that backwards way, the truth, and life. Uh, and he's knocking on our doors. So let's let him in. Uh, so if you would all bow your heads and pray with me. Um, our Father in heaven, uh, we thank you for this time and giving us this ability to, to come to you in repentance and uh, the grace and the mercy that uh, you show us uh, in our lives and for this ability to pray. Uh, in this moment, we pray that you would lead us not into further temptation, but deliver us from the evil of the world. Um, and we pray that you would forgive us of our trespasses against you. Uh, and we declare forgiveness in our hearts toward those who have wronged us and sinned against us. We pray that you would move any anger or hate we might have against one anyone else uh, in our lives. We pray that you purify our hearts, Lord. 
Um, we pray that you would you would help us uh, and guide us into repentance um, and away from ourselves and our own wickedness and the wickedness of the world around us that so seeks to uh, kill and destroy. Uh, but Father, we pray that you would bring us bring us into your arms and uh, Father, in this moment right now, we pray uh, and we open the door for you, the door into our lives and into our hearts. Uh, and we ask you to eat with us and to help us and to guide us uh, to be a lamp to our feet. So, Father, we pray this prayer and we ask these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay. All right. So, let's get into... Uh, mentioning like the three main things I want to talk about tonight and then uh, get into it. Uh, so the three main things of the feast or famine thing that I'll be talking about uh, is what are the things of heaven, uh, why we should feast on them, why they're good for us, and what's holding us back. Like most of these things I'll mention you probably already know, uh, but why don't we do them? Um, so let's get right into it. Uh, what are the things of heaven? So the first two um, are praying and reading your Bible. Um, like I said, uh, we all know that we should be reading our Bible and praying. And a lot of us have and a lot of us do. Um, but we also know we don't do it probably as often as we should. Um, so I'm going to just kind of mention those and then move and dig deeper in the other ones. Um, so, um, the third one, uh, memorizing verses from the Bible. Uh, and on there, yeah, it says Psalm 119.72. Psalm 119.72 says, The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Um, so, to put that into context of what that should look like, if, if we can say that for ourselves, and, and as the psalmist said it, um, if I offered you right now a thousand dollars for every verse that you could memorize, suddenly the excuses you were just kind of telling yourself when I said you should be me or memorizing verses kind of go away. You're like, man, I could knock out quite a few. Like some of you are like, Jesus wept and like, give him, give him money. And uh, so our, our excuses go out the window when we kind of take the perspective of like, this, this is worth more than anything we could ever have in this life. That, that the word that we have given to us freely um, is worth more than everything else. Um, and it's important to memorize it and write it in the walls of our heart and of our mind uh, and to share that with others, not just for yourself. Um, and uh, also the, the main teaching text that I had tonight mentions it as well in verse 16, Colossians 3, where it says, Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you, teaching and warning each other in all wisdom. It says admonish. Admonish means warn, essentially. So, um, yeah. Next one. Meditating on what we read in the Bible. So when I say meditating, I'm not like the monk that's like sitting on a hilltop with some rocks. Like, mm. uh, no. Uh, the definition for meditation is to study, reflect, and practice. Um, so all three of those things are very essential uh, for us when it comes to God's word and how we study it and how we um, digest it. Um, and on that, uh, another way to think of meditating 
or yeah, meditating is sort of like digesting uh, in the context of food and feasting, where reading and praying are more like eating. If you don't digest the things you eat, it'll just be in one ear and out the other, uh, not really doing a whole lot for you. Um, but when you meditate on God's word by reflecting and practicing what we study, we're able to digest it, allowing his word to reach the innermost parts of you and into your core uh, and providing nourishment for you in your life. Um, so the next one, uh, gathering with the body of Christ. Um, so that essentially just means church, for those of you that don't know what that means. Um, where it says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Um, so when talking about the body or church, um, I want to mention our expectations when we come here. Our reasons for coming should be to encounter God. Like that's why we come to church is to, to encounter God in, with the body, with the body of Christ uh, together. Um, and if church isn't leading you to encountering God, you're missing the mark. Like that, That's why we come here. And if you embrace church without the expectation of encountering God, you're missing everything. You're being deceived. You're being fooled uh, by the world, by yourself. Um, and don't take that lightly. Um, and while we're talking about the expectation of encountering God, that's pretty much the goal of all the, all the things on the list. Uh, we do these things to seek God uh, and his kingdom. Uh, and that, that's the point of all of these, is to, to seek God, to encounter God in our lives. And these are just a, a list of th- things for us to do to, to do that. Um, okay, so that's the things of heaven. But why, why should we feast on them? Like, why, why are these important for us? Um, so the next slide uh, is why we should feast on them. And it's feast. the first point is feasting is more than a list. It's faith, actionable faith that is seeking the Lord. First um, Corinthians 10.31 says, uh, So whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. And when we feast on the things of heaven, we honor and glorify God and draw closer to him. Um, also in uh, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, uh, We all with unveiled faces are looking as, a mirror, as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Uh, this is from the Lord who is the Spirit. So what Paul is saying to us here, like as, as we're looking at something, we begin to look like what we're looking at, like we, what we pay attention to the most begins to seep into us and we begin to look like that. Um, a common way you've probably all heard it before is we become what we behold. Um, and that's what essentially what Paul is telling us. And, um, and he's also telling us that when we behold Christ, when we behold Jesus, we begin to look like him. Um, and the reason this verse is listed on why we should feast uh, on the things of heaven is because feasting on the things of heaven helps us to behold Jesus. It helps us to look at him more throughout our day to day and in our lives um, and not ourselves uh, or this broken world around us. Um, 
the next reason, Romans 12, 1 and 2, uh, reads, uh, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and the perfect will of God. Um, John Mark Comer, I recently listened to a sermon on that text by John Mark Comer, and from that sermon about these two verses, he says this, uh, What you direct your attention to and what you allow to come in and out of your mind stream will determine the trajectory of your spiritual formation. Um, so some further examples of what that might look like in our life um, is if all your friends play a lot of basketball, um, you'll likely start playing more basketball to be around them more. Um, or same with video games. If a lot of your friends play video games, you'll probably end up playing video games to be around your friends. Um, another one is uh, if all your friends started listening to some new hot artist uh, and they're talking about their friends a lot or talking about their songs a lot, you'll likely end up listening to a few of those songs. Um, all those examples, though, were worldly examples. Um, and what Paul is talking about uh, in Romans 12 uh, is not worldly. He's saying the opposite, actually. He's saying, do not be conformed by this world. And instead, he encouraged us to be transformed uh, by Jesus. Um, okay, so last one of why. Uh, God's word is not meant to stop when it gets to you. Uh, it's meant to be reproduced from within you and poured into the others around you. So as a part of loving your neighbor, um, you'll allow yourself to be poured into by God and his word and this feast and being uh, nourished allows you to, to replicate that and pour into others in that same way. Um, and if you look right there at, in Genesis 1, right in the beginning, uh, God tells us this, to, to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Uh, so as a part of that, um, we should seek him uh, and reproduce it. And also in the, in the Great Commission. Uh, where Jesus says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Um, so, yeah, that's why. Uh, and now for last point, uh, is what is holding us back? Like, why don't we do this? Um, so, yeah, so some of us have probably heard about feasting already, you probably already know all the things I've pretty much mentioned. I might have just said it a little differently um, than you've heard before, but we all know we should be reading our Bible and praying more. But what stops us from actually doing this? So uh, the first one is distractions. Um, we live in a world where it's harder than ever to sit still. Um, we live in a world of video games and movies and social media and new music every week. Uh, this, the, the distractions of this world are everywhere. Uh, and honestly, they're really fun. And that's part of the problem. Uh, it makes it very difficult for us to have the patience to sit down and read our Bible or pray. Um, especially when our brains have become so used to the instant gratification from our screens. Uh, but don't let the world around you deceive you 
out of a relationship with God. It's what we're made for. You were made for communion with a holy God, uh, and there will always be a longing and a void deep inside of you uh, that will only grow stronger and stronger as time goes on if you don't sustain your soul uh, with the presence of God, with the presence of the Lord. Um, to the next point. Um, this is not a, a list of top ten ways to be a better Christian. Um, it's not just checking boxes and um, somehow we'll be better because of it. Um, but these are just ways to help us encounter God. And, and God will make you a better person. He'll change you and renew you uh, into a new creation. Um, the next one of repurposing the time we're already using on other similar things. So from that John Mark Comer sermon I mentioned earlier from that same sermon, he, he said this. Um, remember, you're already doing this. The, this isn't stuff to add to your already busy schedules. You're already reading, thinking, watching something, already spending 24 hours a day doing something. Uh, this is about repurposing what, you're what you already do uh, with intentionality of someone whose deepest desire is to follow Jesus and become more like him. Um, the next one of unconfessed sin. Uh, our sin can hinder us from wanting to go before a holy God uh, because of our shame and guilt that we feel over our sin. Sometimes it's easier for us to just not think about it, uh, not just to not think about the bad things that we've done uh, and just keep moving along. Uh, but this can be dangerous, uh, especially if it's leading us away from our relationship with God. Um, we need to confess, ask forgiveness, repent. Uh, as John the Baptist said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Don't miss eternal salvation because you were deceived into comfort. The next point of dwelling in our sin. Um, Brant Hansen said it like this uh, in a book uh, called The Men We Need. He says, we're not supposed to let our sinfulness keep us from God. Focusing on our sin can push us away. Um, but trust me, he is not shocked by our sin. He paid a steep price because of it. He knows we're sinners. But as we continue to focus on living a loyal life, turning our attention repeatedly to him and interacting with him, we will change and grow. I've seen it in my own life. If we abandon turning our minds to God and give up honestly relating to Him, we won't grow up. We won't become who we're meant to be. We'll be hyper-fixated on our own guilt or we'll hand ourselves over to our desires and they will cripple us. Uh, the next point is our, our anxious and worried thoughts, our anxieties. Um, and for that one, I'm just going to read uh, out of Philippians. Um, Philippians 4, 4 through 9, where it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything through prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. 
Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, if there's any moral excellence, if there's anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. Um, and talking about memorizing verses, this is one that I, I have memorized and before coming up here uh, has greatly helped me with my anxious and worried thoughts. So um, there's a reason why I just read from, from Philippians in that one, and I don't have anything else to say because that speaks for itself. Um, so last point is some of us uh, might be deceived into doing these things only for appearances, for what others might think it looks it looks like, or maybe because our parents just want us to, or some other superficial reason. Uh, but Paul warns us against this in the same chapter as the main teaching text we read earlier in Colossians 3. Uh, toward the end, toward the end of the chapter, Paul says, "Don't work only while being watched as people pleasers, but work wholeheartedly." Fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people, knowing that you will receive the reward, the reward of an inheritance from the Lord. You serve the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's pretty much all I have for us tonight. I have one little concluding text um, from John 15 I would like us to read uh, together. Um, most of you probably have heard it before. Uh, Jesus is the true vine. Um, uh, I'll read that, say a little thing about it, and we'll uh, wrap up in prayer. Um, so John 15:1. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes, and he prunes every branch that produces fruit, so that, it will, so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you, just as a branch is unable, unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit, because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch, and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit, and prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you these things that, so that my joy may be in you, and your joy may be complete. So, we abide in Christ by feasting on the things of heaven and using them to guide us to God and obeying the commandments given to us by God in the Bible. Just after these verses in the same chapter, Jesus says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. So why not we start there? Uh, let's love one another, let's abide in him, and produce much fruit for his glory. Uh, so I'm going to end in a little prayer, and uh, thank you guys for, for listening.